Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Risa. And I'm Ariana. And we're the Krollmeister sisters. As a reminder, this podcast is rated T for Teen for strong language and mature themes. If you would like a podcast that has immature themes and immature language. <laughs> no. Um, anyway, they just don't swear a lot. Um, then go ahead and try <laughs> her very own Unlocked. I mean, I assume they don't swear a lot. In all fairness, not, I haven't listened not to Not that it. I've listened. Not that I've heard, I don't think. I haven't heard them swear. I feel like they don't swear. I would assume they I feel don't like, I, like in all I fair, kn- Sister, to be fair, have we been putting people towards a, a show that isn't what we think it is? <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't heard them swear, but to be fair, I don't know how much I would notice swearing at this point. <laughs> right? Um, I felt really bad. I was on earlier today. I was recording a panel show about Solo. <laughs> for a family-friendly podcast and i'm generally pretty good about staying family-friendly for the most part in but i was talking about you know han knows that the millennium falcon is a piece of junk (laughs) go sus and they all they all started they all started laughing and i was like i can't help it (laughs) yeah okay but what are we talking about today? Because it's not solo. It's not solo. I've done that. No, we're not talking about solo. And then and then we talk about their mom because she just saw it today. Um, but anyway, I mean, we can. Do you want us to talk about solo? No, 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 no. Uh, today we are gonna. This can be a Star Wars podcast anytime you want. Honestly, we'll. We could we could seamlessly go Nancy Drew to Star Wars and then go right into and Garfield. then back again. <laughs> President Garfield. President Garfield. <laughs> okay, we've yeah, we're good. What are we talking about today, sister? How about how I want to be ambassador to France? Um, <laughs> thanks, Charles Coteau. <laughs> That's a Garfield joke. <laughs> no, today we are talking about. Jesus shit. Okay, we're talking about fixing more games. So we're going to make more games. We are f- cool. <laughs> we're going to fix even more games today. <laughs> Probably if we can speak. It'll it's been a day. Oh, Jesus shit. It's, it's been, been a, a day week. for the it's most of us. It honestly, yes, it has been a week. Um what's the first game we're going to fix? The first game we're going to fix is one that I played recently, okay. which is Mess, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> which is Message in a Haunted Mansion. Did you forget the name of the game no, for a second? No, I thought you wanted me to talk about another one for a second. I was like, oh, are we not going I in was, order? So I was telling you to pick whichever one you wanted to talk about first. So Message in a Haunted Mansion, you already said it. So we got to do it now. I'm sorry, we can edit it out. No, <laughs> no, this is you. You did this. You have to live with it. <laughs> So there. <clears throat> okay. We're going to talk about Message in a Haunted Mansion first. We're going to talk, talk a little bit about Message in a Haunted Mansion. So, <laughs> honestly, excellent premise to begin with. Like, you go in, it's about, there's this mansion being renovated, there are ghosty things sabotaging the renovations, and everyone is there under fishy circumstances. Which, side note, Rose really just, like, super accepts everybody just showing up at her fucking front door. <laughs> like... We've talked about that. But, you know, that's a character choice. I'm fine with that being her character. People show up under fishy circumstances. That's great. Makes everybody a suspect, including Rose with the fire insurance. So, 
This is Technically, all very... Abby took out the fire insurance, huh? not Rose. What? Abby took out the fire insurance. No, Rose took out the fire insurance. That's why Abby make, goes, oh, yeah, I know of a million reasons why Rose would set the fire. Because it's a million dollar insurance. See, that's just way too low. <laughs> Continue. At any rate, it is a classic Nancy Drew premise. Okay, that's that's great. Oh, yeah. You know? It's, it's perfect. It's a great setup. Um, it's then um, just done terribly. So, <laughs> like, there is no progress in the story. There's no story that gets moved forward. It just, everything just sort of happens around. You're plopped into this sandbox and told, there's things in here to find. Find them. And when you find them, they don't really affect anything. Like, <laughs> it should feel like we're plopped. It, okay, we're plopped into a scavenger hunt, not plopped into a storyline. <laughs> it's just like, there's things for you to find. Go find. It's, it's, it's an Easter egg hunt. It's an Easter egg hunt because at least in a scavenger hunt, you get a list. And an Easter egg hunt, it's just like, there's things you can find. Go get them. <laughs> the Easter Bunny left these for you. Her Interactive left these plot devices for you. They're not going to move anything forward, but... <laughs> You can sleep, and that'll maybe make things happen. So anyway, point is, <laughs> there's no actual plot to move forward. So we need to give it one. Um, one of the ways we can do that is we can give the accidents more weight. Because basically, okay, we're sent there because of these accidents that are happening around the renovation. Hannah is all concerned about her friend Rose, blah, 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 blah. Um, then we get there, and everybody's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> There are no accidents happening. It's like, that's not a case, Hannah. So, um... I'm sorry. No. Hannah just used us for free labor for her friend. <laughs> don't don't cope this like Hannah was trying to get us to go help a friend, like, with a mystery. No. She was just using us. Indentured servitude is what was happening. Which is perfect for San Francisco. See? It's True perfect. Shit. Indentured servitude. It's, it's great. It's perfect. Anyway. It works. So... So we're, we're, we're there because there's supposed to be accidents happening. We're under, we're under the guise that there's supposed to be accidents happening. Um, and then everybody's like, what? There's no accidents. I mean, things are, things are going wrong. But, like, there's no accidents happening. So what I need are physical accidents to happen, preferably while Nancy is there. And I don't just mean um, the fire that gets started because that's not an accident. That's arson. <laughs> <laughs> ghostly arson ghostly arson <laughs> who put the box there who knows um oh no <laughs> no that's our next game we're gonna fix there's a fire it's too late um <laughs> so yeah <clears throat> these accidents need oh, to have no. weight they literally have to weigh fire. on rose she has to be like oh my god i just i want to get these things done but these accidents keep happening and i'm just wondering if this is even meant to be you know instead of oh there's things going on and i'm busy 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 um at, like charlie needs nancy to be, i'm too busy to talk to you right i'm too busy to talk to you i found something in your attic fuck you this, this is it as important as these bills which in all fairness that's adulthood right there but <laughs> it's just like sure shit it's just like i'm sorry is it as important as this paperwork that I have right here? I mean, maybe. So, like, maybe we should go check it. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There's an entire new room in your in your house, Rose. <laughs> Papers. <Yeah. laughs> 
So anyway, uh, so it needs to weigh on Rose. She has to like be like, accidents, oh my god. And then Charlie needs to be like, I'm trying to fix these things that these ghosts have done. I'm simple Charlie. And Abby can really keep doing what she's doing. Honestly, she's fine. She's great. Um, I mean, she's not great, but at least she's consistent. And she's like, yes, ghosts have been causing these accidents. Well, until she says Charlie's doing it. Anyway, not the point. She needs to lean into ghost shit. Um... (laughs) And then Lewis, if he is going to deny the shit, because he's the worst about it. At least everybody else is just like, oh, you know, things are a little rough, but it's fine. Charlie's, I mean, Lewis is literally just like, what? I mean, (laughs) you know, a few deliveries have been late, but it's all fine. I would call them accidents. (laughs) Um, That's my, that's my Lewis. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you. It's Lewis the Horse Chandler. Um. <laughs> I sounded more like Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> um. So anyway. <laughs> if you can't tell, this is the second show we're doing, and um, I'm too drunk already. So. She didn't eat. <laughs> the accidents need to happen with Nancy there. Um, like, maybe the scaffolding that's there in prominent view it's there it is freaking Chekhov's gun it is ready it is there i know it is sitting there staring at us the whole fucking time and nothing happens with it sister sister nothing happens and so like do we even go on it no we like find a paint scraper adjacent to it that's it (laughs) (laughs) and i need that to almost fall on charlie and kill him like, uh, almost kill him. Almost <laughs> kill him. Almost roll Charlie and almost kill him. <laughs> almost. I don't... I mean, you could kill him. It would be like... It wouldn't be detrimental to the plot, to be honest. I mean, what? We wouldn't understand the, the why he's living there? I mean, that's about it. Honestly, if this was made today... It, he totally would get squashed like Dylan in Tomb of the Lost Queen. <laughs> just like shipped off. Honestly. Like, all right, fine. He's gone. If we had like cell phones mm-hmm. really back then all that much. Um, I have like an eyelash. Well, how? We could have gone and visited him in the, in the hospital like we do with Henrik. <laughs> like, it would have been fine. Anyway. Point being. <laughs> if it falls on Charlie and kills him, then who is it? So how would we talk to him on the phone if it kills him? I guess that'd be a bit of a problem. Oh. This episode's going to need to be heavily edited. <laughs> That's fine. It's your edit. I don't care. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, so maybe also some of the um, tiles that are, are we need to take down in the end of the hallway go down on, come down on um, Abby. And that's why we have to do it, because, you know, it fell on Abby, and so it's like, oh, she won't do it anymore because this accident happened to her. Oh, look, it's an accident. Um, so we have more of a fucking thing. And it's also, also, if there's an accident that happens with Abby, she could be like, I feel like the ghosts just don't want me over in that corner. And it's like, oh, that's the way she's getting out of work. See? See? Do you see how these things are, like, melding? Anyway, and then maybe, like, Rose falls through the floor into the basement. Um, <laughs> She's okay. She's okay. She goes right back to paying bills. But, like, (laughs) things need to happen, basically, is what I'm saying. Long to short. 
Um, additionally, let's move past the accidents. Shit, Jesus, shit. Um, <laughs> the, the way back when, as I like to call it, which is when there's a historical subtext to a story. Anyway, um, there needs to actually be a story there. Um, so basically the Lizzie and Valdez thing, um, is clearly a proto, um, Francis and Dirk. Yeah, we did talk about that. Which, yeah, it's, it's clear, uh, but, so we know that it can work. Additionally, yeah. did I say at the time of the, of the show, did I say, holy shit, Diego Valdez and Dirk Valentine, D.V.? You didn't. Anyway, so it's DV, and then we've got Francis, a.k.a. Franny, and Elizabeth, a.k.a. Lizzie. Yeah, I mean. I mean, they don't. Anyway, and one's a criminal, one's a musician. Jesus Christ! Oh, no, wait, she's an actress. Never mind. Uh, but she does have musical talent. <laughs> Point being, it's clearly a happenstance that can work. We can make people care about it, because honestly, we love the Francis Dirk relationship. It's oh, it's yeah. a great part of, of um Secret of Shadow Ranch. And so Lizzie and Valdez could be just as good if it wasn't so obtuse of a storyline. Like like they they, <sighs> they just don't cover it very well. They don't cover it well issue. and they pretend like we don't know the whole time that Valdez like, oh no. and uh, who could E Valdez be as well? E Valdez, who's E Valdez? I mean, <laughs> did Diego Valdez have some random wife that we didn't know about? Also, is Lizzie's first name Elizabeth? I don't know, but it's like, <laughs> and then oh, who's El Diablo? I don't know. He came up at the same time as fucking Valdez did, so maybe that's him. And so it's just like, don't, don't, don't be cutesy. All right, let's just let's just have these these things these truths in front of us, okay? Let's not pussyfoot around this. This is what the story is. There was a guy who did all these robberies, and here is the woman that he loved, and he had to leave her behind because he, you know, didn't want to put her in danger. He left her with all this money. Um, additionally, clearly that story's not told very well because um, I wasn't sure about certain aspects of it, and I went to look it up uh, while I was looking for things to do on these notes. And, um, the official wikia, <laughs> you know, for, for Nancy, they're like, oh yeah, so, so, uh, Diego leaves these, these clues for her, but she can't figure it out because she dies before she, she can find the treasure. And it's like, hold up, wait a second. <laughs> I made sure to look and another person who actually like played the game through and then posted about it was like, yeah, so Lizzie hid these things because she was waiting for him to return. And so clearly you didn't tell the story very well because there's a good portion of the fandom that thinks that it's one person who did it and the other thinks it's the other person. We need to have a very clear, concise story. So anyway, we need that to be better. So basically, let's be very transparent about this whole storyline let's actually have like okay we know who el diablo is this isn't a mystery we know who and 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 the fact that okay charlie was studying it so he actually knows who it is let's not have him be because then he misleads us he's like oh i believe that uh <laughs> like i pushed up imaginary glasses like he's just... he didn't wear oh, glasses <laughs> he's not that anyway but the point is, he's oh, I believe that it's it's an amalgamation of of all these different um, robbers in that time period, and it's like, nope, you're fucking wrong. 
So they mislead us. To be fair. Purposefully. They, no, they purposely fucking mislead us. And that's infuriating. Yeah, Charlie was just an undergrad. You can't really <laughs> blame him. No, I can. <laughs> I can. Anyway, the point is, they need to actually give us a solid fucking story so we give a shit. Now, let's move on from that point because I think I've talked about it for 20 minutes. Um, the house. Just a very small part of this. Um, I can't talk about this like in, in, in podcast form with like a display in front of me. But uh, let's revamp the floor plan of this place because it is too wide for a Victorian mansion in San Francisco. Um, that like normally, normally we don't really have very many like notes on the set of a game. Mm -hmm. The sets are usually pretty good, but the set on this game is just inaccurate, like hugely inaccurate. And it's not even like they use most of the floor. (laughs) It's like, that's the issue. It's so upsetting, actually, because Victorian mansions are, especially, very specifically, the, the the group of Victorian mansions, which are the San Franciscan ones, which were built to be um, the most amount of elegance into a very small space. So it's, it's a lot of narrow halls, narrow um, stairwells, um, a lot of spiral staircases. It was just about getting as much elegance into as little space as possible. And if you're going to have something based in a San Francisco Victorian mansion, a San Franciscan Victorian mansion, <laughs> um, then you <laughs> need to stick to it because it is a very specific design that is also very important to the timeline and space of the story so it's like if you're going to give us this kind of atmosphere then really lean into it so i guess that's i'm i'm gonna stop there (laughs) but yeah agreed thank you okay do you want me do you want me to go on then on the next one yeah that's how we fix message in a haunted mansion i'm going to take on a a herculean task (laughs) Of fixing Secret of the Scarlet Hand. So, a lot of people actually really like Secret of the Scarlet Hand. We are not among those people. I'll put that out there. Um, It's in, like, our bottom probably five. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. It's down there. Partially because we've played it so often. I was getting ready to say. (laughs) because we've played it so much, I know exactly how I would fix it. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, Secret of the Scarlet Hand. Um it's really complicated. Um however, we can take it down to being able to fix it in three different areas. The hook, the characters, and the ending. The basic plot is pretty solid on its own, but it just needs a facelift. Like Taylor. Haha. Um Also, just side note, if this game is about, okay, we're learning about the Maya in all of this, right? We're learning about the Maya. Why the fuck do we learn anything about Nwadl? And why do we learn about, like, Tlaloc, which is an Aztec god? And I think there's another one that might be an Aztec god. There is so... If you're going to make a game uh, where you're learning about the Maya, 
how about we actually do some research into the Maya? I don't know. That sounds pretty easy to me. Um, because it's like, oh, yes, we're going to use the Maya number sister system. But then we're just going to have you learn some Nahuatl, which was spoken by the Aztec, by the way. The Maya had their own subset of languages. So, like, Yucatecan, Quichean, Mamean, I think is mm-hmm. another one. Yep. They have, like, six different language mm-hmm. groups spoken by the Maya. So, it's like, can we just learn one of one of theirs instead? Because they're also still spoken. Like, Nahuatl isn't the only indigenous language still spoken in Mexico, but... Whatever, especially since we're talking about Mexico, where the Maya were part of Mexico, but they were also a huge amount in Central America, not just Mexico. But whatever, we're trying to make this easier to learn for for the children. So, but still, if you're going to do something, do it right, because otherwise, what's the fucking point? I'm sorry. I'm very, very... um, Just because I had to do... I had to do a lot of classes on... Oh, Latin American history and culture. All of this is, yeah. No, I know. Uh, all of this. In is case this. nobody's listened to this podcast before, Ariana here um, was a student of of uh, pre-Columbian America. Um, this is all my stuff, and um, we were talking about fixing this game earlier, and suddenly I went, "Wait, I'm sorry. I just remembered. Wait." They need us to speak Nahuatl? Isn't this about the Mayans? And that's when we went, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> it is I've about had, the Mayans. Yeah. I've had an issue with this for a while. Um, but that's one of the huge things. Because it's just like, if you're going to learn about the Maya, just teach us about the Maya. And I, I, I was watching someone else stream Secret of the Scarlet Hand a couple weeks ago. Um, v. Budkey, if you want to watch watch her, she's awesome. <laughs> um, but she was streaming it, and I was like, Tlaloc is a, an Aztec god. And she was like, what? <laughs> I was like, that's not even a Maya god. Um, also, they say a lot of the Mayans. That's not, that's not the term. Maya. It's the Maya. But I was just like, it's the Maya. It's not the Mayans. That's not the name for them, but whatever. Okay, so let's start fixing it. Fix the hook. The hook so far is, I don't know, Nancy's got a rich dad, so she's interning at this place. That's that's the hook. Right? That's just what it is. So we need a reason for Nancy to be there. Like, we can fix this by having her, I don't know, she's been taking classes in Latin American history, or archaeology, something, something to make her intern at a museum make more sense. Preferably just a, the archaeology th- thing, just because I want her to know how to handle these things. Just Yeah, the artifacts. So, just something like that, to make it make sense for her to be the intern there. Or, or, we're learning about the museum, right? So, is the museum having financial issues? We know that they kind of are, but we don't learn about it in depth. So if at the very beginning, we're getting this this feeling that Nancy's the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> like, we can't get good interns because we're not doing well. So we gotta, we gotta scrape the b- bottom of the barrel here. Like, one of those things has to happen. The second one really works for me because we need to know more, more about the museum. 
to make the plot work. Just because at this point, it's like, oh yeah, they have the exhibit going on, and then, oh no, the thing goes missing, and then we just kind of have to deal with everyone's motives. What makes it work better is, for some reason, your mic is getting really, like, loud noise-wise. There's nothing I don't happening know why. on the end. I know. It's like it's trying to, like, ramp up to try and hear you. I'm just going to turn it down on my side. Let me see if it's doing anything on the... No, it's barely showing up on the stream. Okay. Um, <laughs> but if we know more about the museum, then it makes more sense because we can... If we know that the museum is having issues, like either there was, uh, there's financial issues, which is in the in the game, but it's a very back background that there's financial issues. But if we know from the beginning that there's financial issues or that there's been scandals, like, like if um, maybe uh, there's been like issues with faked providence in the museum or if hint, there's hint. <laughs> yeah or if there's been like issues of people not being paid or things ending up being replicas instead of being the actual artifacts something like that happening would set us up for why nancy is at this museum why is she here instead of an actual competent person you know mm -hmm. um it also should be it's just like I don't know. That's the, I think that's the good for, thing for the hook. Yeah. Is we have to have a reason why Nancy is here and why the Pakal carving being stolen could be anyone here. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. It's that feeling of like how, why does everyone have these issues? So now let's, let's fix the characters. <laughs> so let's break it down character by character because we really need to. I feel like the characters are the part of this game that need the most work <laughs> because they're terrible who knows um so first joanna as i wrote down personality transplant stat <laughs> so we need to give her a trait other than being annoying because that is she's she's one note and that one note is she's annoying as fuck um we need to know more about her why is she in this position? Because she doesn't seem to actually be qualified for this position. You know? I mean, right? right? She doesn't seem qualified for this position. So why is she in it? Is it because the... If we're already, like, establishing that there's been scandals, or if there's been, like, super money troubles at the museum, there's more of a reason for her to be the curator, the head curator. Because maybe other people have been fired or, you know, they couldn't keep the more expensive curators, something like that. The more, like, actually well-known ones would no longer could afford them. Something like that. Like, is she the last resort? Have people been quitting in front of her and she's being put upon by accepting this role? Is that why she seems so fucking stressed all the time and like i don't know just do your thing because really she should be helping us <gasps> and she's not not how internships work <laughs> she's just like go ask henrik and it's like so we just need to give her something like her motive is pretty solid mm -hmm. um if she's the one who's who stole it it's to 
for to collect to collect insurance money um to recoup losses for the museum like that's pretty solid that that's why she's doing it yeah um but i feel like it needs to be a stronger case for needing to do it you know it's just like why did she like we don't know enough about the financial problems happening who knows exactly um for for it to make sense that she would steal an artifact to use it for the insurance money like mm-hmm. that is some last like ditch effort right there so we need it to seem like it's last ditch effort you know yes so that's joanna alejandro <laughs> we need a new personality over here quick we're losing him <laughs> He is so bland. He just, like, the entire character is just him smiling and looking handsome. As much handsome. I am handsome. As handsome. No. As handsome as that kind of low quality model can be. But, like, that's, that's all he has. So we need, we need, like, more to him. So he has an okay premise and motive. Um, we just need more. He needs to actually go in depth with Nancy about, like, he's like, ah, yes, everyone's, you're just all thieves. You steal everything from other countries. And then he just doesn't go into it. <laughs> it's just like, you guys I'll are I'll pin thieves. a comment. Hey, by the way, let's try cookie recipes. Like, <laughs> I know. It's so it's like, you know, this belongs in Mexico. And then he just doesn't really go into it. We need, I think this is a good place to bring up to to children about colonization. Like, honestly, this is a good place for them to learn about it and why this kind of, a lot of people from different countries other than in the Western world. So we're talking, when I say Western world, I really just mean England, France, and America getting all of these artifacts. (laughs) Artifacts from other parts of the world that it's like, oh, it it belongs to the, the British Museum. And it's like, and how did they get it? <laughs> so <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like you really have to explain this to kids because they've never thought of it before. And I think that's a, it's a good learning opportunity to really go into it. But, you know, they were just like, you stole it. It belongs in Mexico. Which honestly And then Nancy just goes all weird like... apologetic on it. <laughs> well, we didn't steal it. Psh, bitch. I mean. <laughs> you did. I mean, you personally did not. Not we personally, but like, yeah, it's, it's like, um, but yeah, just, just saying, oh, you stole it is it's, it's like that Spanish teacher that we had who said that we stole Mexico, we stole California from Mexico and that Mexico was going to rise up and revolt. Um, so it needs to have more of a basis than just that. Yes, because telling children that was not okay, enough Senora for us Marikas. to understand what she was talking about. Just like, I, I lived not in fear of revolution for a very long time. But he just needs to actually go in depth about it, I feel. Like, we need to know why he would steal the carving. Just, I know, he want, he would want to return, return it to Mexico and everything. But there needs to be more of that explanation of his motive. And also, why the fuck does he know Nahuatl? Like, that is never explained. Are we supposed to believe that just all Mexican people know Nahuatl? Which isn't the case. I'll, I'll tell you it now. 
So if we're going to have to use Nawaddle, which makes kind of okay amount of sense if we're just dealing with random black market people, I guess. Sure. There's there's a, enough of a, you know, certain, I don't know. But it, it, is a, it is a category of, of people. There are people who use that because if nothing else, they're the, you know, people, I don't know. Yeah, it exists. I mean, it's just not it you know, a major thing for so, the most part. Nawadal and a lot of other actual Maya languages are still spoken by whole communities. By the way, in Mexico, these languages are not dead. The Maya are not gone. They still exist. Which, just putting that out there, which is a huge issue I have with this game, acting like the Maya are just gone. They're mm. not. They, they still just exist. They just they didn't they didn't get abducted by aliens. They just like dispersed. There's no like they still exist. They still speak those indigenous languages as well. So mm-hmm. um it's just like that's a thing. Um so if Alejandro is going to know Nawadal. Instead of just asking a random Mexican person, do you know Nawadal? <laughs> maybe. Maybe he's already said something about it, about his, I don't know, his his abuela who spoke Nawadal. Something like that. We just need a reason instead of just going up to the first Mexican person we see and or going, maybe do you he know? actually has like a background in, in, in some kind of archaeology and therefore he studied yeah. Nahuatl in order to be able to translate things. That like, makes way more sense. Anything like that. Anything that's not just, you're the only Mexican person I know. <laughs> do you speak Nahuatl? Because that's what it is in the game. And that's legit like... Super racist. Super, super racist. racist. It is the most racist you get in these games, I think. Honestly, yeah. So we just need some reason. Like, maybe he did a whole bunch of stuff. Just talk about his studies or something. But, like, that's just ridiculous. Um, You know, that's just one of my things. And maybe, maybe him talking about, like, any of that works. Like, anything about his relationship to the Maya or the Aztec or anything like that would help the entire character, honestly. Instead of just being, you know, racist. So, Henrik. Henrik is a pretty alright character. Like, he's a, he's a legit okay character on the surface. Um, but I want to know more about him. Um, about him before he loses his memory. We learn everything about him after he loses his memory, which is just like, why? <laughs> um, but it's like, why is he at Beach Hill? Is he at Beach Hill because, like, is him being there putting a strain on the finances at Beach Hill? Are they having to pay a lot to have him there? Or is he super cheap after the, after the scandal at Chaco Canyon? Like, we have to have a reason why he's here. Something like that. Um, Just talk about it like that. And how about in his notes when we do go find them after he's, you know, amnesiaed. (laughs) He's all amnesified. He's all amnesiaed. 
maybe when we find his notes, they actually tell us what deal he was going to make instead of Nancy just making a black market deal for no reason whatsoever, which is what happens in the game for realsies. She just makes that, and in her notes, she legit says she doesn't know what she's going to get. So that's an issue, in my opinion, that I would like to close. <laughs> so maybe he put something in there. Um, and also, they never explain how why he falls off the stairs. There's no, like, Taylor thought, pushed him yeah, or something like that. Yeah, we should assume that. We're supposed to assume it, but it's never said. Like, did, did Taylor push him? Was there a con- confrontation about it um, with Taylor? Did Taylor, like, know he stole it and confront him about it? Like, what happened there? Because we don't get any sort of closure on that incident. <laughs> Did Henrik throw himself off the stairs to get amnesia so no one would know where the carving was? Who knows? Who knows? Um, so that's a thing. Yeah. But otherwise, Henrik is actually a pretty good character. He's the only one in the cast I don't want to strangle. Yeah. So even when he goes, I don't remember. <laughs> He's really upset. He so. does. Um, but then Taylor, Mr. Big Bunny himself, um, we need more references in the game to show that he's the same guy. It's like we get the references from his from Henrik's notes, which you don't actually have to read all of in the game. You don't have to to progress. Um, but they give us all the notes saying he went to Central America with some guy that he calls Big Bunny, and then... Poppy Dada later says something about, oh, Big Bunny, right? That's the only thing we get that interlocks them. And it's weird. Like, if you're going to do a thing, commit to it. Like, that's always my biggest thing in these uh, Fix the Games. Committing. Yeah. It's just commit to it. Definitely. Um, And we, uh, we just need to know more about Taylor. Like, and his relationship with Henrik, honestly. Because there is this thing where they went to Central America together on a huge expedition. And then neither of them ever talks about it? That's weird. It's, that doesn't get explained. That needs so to be it's explained. Like, <laughs> is Taylor why Henrik got the job at Beach Hill? Is Taylor blackmailing him or something? And that's why Henrik steals the call to hide it from him? I just need something to explain that. And please give him a makeover because Taylor is terrifying to look at. He's just, he's, it's just scary. So upsetting. Um, And also, like, they do a good job of giving him the motive. Like, they do seed that for you, which I appreciate. But otherwise, it's like, I don't know. It's just weird. And I'd like them to... To tone down the weird. Yeah. You know? And then the ending. The ending is the last part we need to fix. So, first off, who the fuck let Henrik out of the hospital? So, if anyone forgets, <laughs> the ending of Secret of the Scarlet Hand is we get trapped in the monolith. We have to save ourselves before we run out of breath, suffocate, and become part of the exhibit. Um... If we do get out, we are met by Henrik, Alejandro, and Joanna 
all standing outside reciting a poem to us. So first, who let Henrik out of the hospital? He had brain trauma. He should not be out of the hospital. Two, second, the poem. Fuck the poem. Get it out of here. Just get it out. No one <laughs> likes the poem. The poem is weird. The poem is just, just weird as fuck. Um, just stop, please. <laughs> Honestly. Okay, but let's break it down. How do we fix the ending of this game? First, getting stuck in the monolith is fine. I mean, it's not fine, fine. It's not fun to do. But story-wise, it's fine. Um, it's okay. So we'll keep it. We get stuck in the monolith and we have to get out. However, the way the game actually ends is Taylor gets away, but with the fake thing, right? So we get Charlie stuck in the, the monolith. Fake thing, so it's fine. It's fine. He totally couldn't just get away after murdering us. Like, he tries to legit murder us. So, how about instead, this is what I posit, instead of the weird ass shit where Taylor gets away, we come out of the monolith and people are reciting a poem at us. How about we get out of the monolith and we find that as Taylor's leaving, Alejandro shows up and he just clocks him. Like he sees him running out with an artifact and just punches him, right? Henrik just isn't there. He's not there. No, he gets he's to recovering. Stay he gets to actually be recovering. in the hospital where he needs to be. We just find him in the follow-up that's like, and Henrik is working on his, is doing much better, and he's going to go home soon. Just something like right? that. We don't, he's not out of the hospital. He had severe brain trauma. Like, that needs to stay there. He needs to he not come home yet. Exactly. He needs to not just go into a coma because of this. And if Joanna is going to be there, if she's going to show up, like, she needs a reason to be there. Maybe Nancy called her before going out to the carving. Like, we have to call her or something. And we're saying that we're going to go to the carving. And maybe she calls the cops or something and she shows up with the cops to arrest Taylor. Something like that. Maybe even just, like, she's going to show up with the cops to arrest us even. And then they find Taylor knocked out cold from Alejandro or something like that. Like... We need something like that, because otherwise, it's bullshit. It is just, that ending is so bad. Like, the ending is maybe 50% of the reason why I dislike this game. Yes. Because it doesn't actually end anything. No. But if we do something like that, and we just hear about, in, in, the, in the end, in the little wrap-up, with she's riding home to Hannah or Ned or whoever the fuck she's talking to. And she's just like, and Henrik is, is translating all the glyphs from the Whisperer's tablet. Something like that, you know? Yeah. And just being like, Joanne is back in charge of everything because all the things were cleared from her. She's been allowed back in. Exactly. Yeah. Something like that instead of what happens because honestly, that's terrible. <laughs> Everything's so up in the air, we and we assume everything's fine. And we need give us give us a clear, clear ending. So there we go. That game is fucking fixed. Boom. So there we go. We fixed two more games for you. Go us. Um. Yeah. Go us. Honestly, we're doing all this hard work for you guys. We are. Ugh. We're not even getting thanked for it. Yeah. 
So that was us fixing two more games. If you guys have games you would like us to fix, please let us know on our Twitter, Tumblr, SoundCloud, YouTube, or even our Twitch streams if you show up during one of our streams, or if you even just leave a a uh, comment on one of our VODs, we'll see it as well. Um, but yeah, so um, I'm, I mean, that's pretty much all there is to say about this. Other than if you want to buy a digital coffee, you can on, um, if you can go to ko-fi.com slash Sisters. And as a reminder, I'm Risa. And I'm Ariana. And we're the Krollmeister Sisters, and we're asking you guys to stay sleuthy.